Hey folks, Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of three thousand two hundred and twenty-one dollars off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple: take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, AfterBuzz fans. Welcome to another edition of The Voice Of. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Joining me, Patrick Dees. Hello, hello. It's good to be doing something with you again. I know. Long time no see. I would agree. And we are so very lucky because we have in the studio joining us in the flesh, not over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Such you very a much. big difference. Kathleen Zelter, yeah, the welcome. voice of Glinda Goodwitch from Ruby and the voice of one of my personal favorites, Tex from oh, Red yes. vs. Blue. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me and happy holidays. I mean, this yeah. is like the best time to come out here to California and I get to come and be on your show and enjoy conversation and get to meet you in person. So. No. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on out here. It's so hard because everybody from the show, you know, everybody's stationed in Texas. Right. Yes. So we're so glad that we get to have you. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Got a lot to talk about. Do yes. You? Perfect. Oh. We talk a lot. So <laughs> okay, we, yeah, yeah per- okay. perfect. Now you're from like Los Angeles. You have family out here. So you're, I do. you're, you're out visiting us, but also family. And kind that of is enjoy. correct. Oh. See, I, I was born and raised in California. Okay. And, uh, you know, started a career in the whole, first I sold airtime for a TV station out here. Okay. So that was, you know, that was first career with sales and selling airtime. And then I decided at the ripe old age of, mm, that I would start <laughs> this industry. I'm you know, coming up on that age. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the entertainment industry, animation, all of the above. So um, I was up here in Studio City, and I was working in sales, and that job ended, and I decided to go work for a recording studio, which was called Screen Music. And that was the beginning of the craziness. I mean, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So entertainment was never necessarily anything you planned for. It was just something that sort of happened. You fell into it? Well, or? you know, I tried the modeling thing when I was about 25. And sure. there's that pink bathing suit picture that's everywhere on the internet. I'm sure you've People probably seen Googling it. People are Googling furiously. Yes. I have oh, not, but I've been. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, but you know what? I didn't want to be... I didn't want to do that. There was like the brain wasn't involved and not to say that models aren't smart. Oh, sure, sure. Right? But it was kind of like, okay, this isn't really what I want to do. Yeah. Um, And I did want to get in the entertainment industry, but I didn't want to be a starving artist either. So, you know, I thought, okay, I'll go corporate. 
And but then I, you know, I wound up going and doing the recording studio. And I mean, I went backwards back to $10 an hour to just kind of intern and learn what the whole industry was all about. And uh, but I, the guy that the general manager there was great. He's like, look, I could get people in here to work for free. But I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour, but you can learn whatever you want while you're here. And they did recording for everybody. They did for Disney, Warner Brother, Nickelodeon. And I got to work with all the studios yeah. and learn engineering and learn the script notes and learn um, and meet all the people that I needed to meet. Right. And the voice actors. I mean, I saw you at Phil Lamar. Okay. I mean, Phil and I, we, you know... I I he I worked with him twenty years ago. Jim Cummings, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Brad Garrett back in the day before he was an actor. All the people from the old school nine hundred two one zero. So it was, um, you know, I worked for about a year and a half before I went to Warner Brothers, and I was at that point. I'm like, you know what? I'm driven to be a producer, and this is what this is the road I'm taking. Yeah, you know. So that's yeah. That was yeah. Well, that, since you've gotten to be on both sides now, because you have such an extensive production background and you get to wear the hat of a producer, you've done so many things. Getting to getting to voice act, finding your way uh, into voice acting. Do you feel like you have a preference for one or the other? You, I'm way better at the the producing side of things. Um, I mean, I I don't do all the silly voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I. You know, I so far I've done just strong women voices, <laughs> and that I love it, right? Sure. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be fun to do something silly once in a while. But um, you know, it's such a it's such a niche, and you know, people ask me all the time, you know, how do you get into voice acting? And my my biggest recommendation is, you know, listen and 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 learn as many silly sounding voices or dialects or you know, that makes you um, an asset to yeah. a show because you know you have people like Jim Cummings and I remember sitting in and doing um, recordings when he was like you know recording different cartoons and you have a group of people that they could sound like any other actor they could sound like any animal any sound that the earth may, you know what I mean they, yeah, yeah like a true mimic almost exactly yeah, yeah yeah so you know that's kind of what I tell these kids that you know that are always asking me hey I want to be a voice actor let's do that but you know and I kind of I fell into it really because of Matt Holm and, and Bernie Burns I mean they they had started Red versus Blue and it was just a you know kind of a blip on they were having something fun and Matt and I were working on Clifford the Big Red Dog yeah, you know, and so it's it's uh you know, and they he said uh, I said you know this is a great show, but you need a strong woman, and I want to be the voice, and they were like, really, you'd want to do that? I'm like, well, of course, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you know, and and we didn't know any how it would ever turn out. Yeah, so for me, it was just like, hey, if nothing ever happens, at least I'll go down in history as this tough chick, <laughs> right? So, and then of course it you know things did did happen, and then I think. Part of my real side of my brain was like, you are Tex. <laughs> so I had to work with that for a while. But um, but I really enjoy, you know, I really enjoy doing it. I, I wish I was, I wish I could do other sounding things. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, no. I, I would do, like to no. be able to sing like, you know, I don't know, who's the best singer in the world. Whatever, you know what I mean? I want to be the best of the best, but, you know, we don't all have that talent. Okay. Well, yeah. actually, that brings me to my next question. Since, uh, since producing came first and acting came second have you and since you know it was just initially something for fun have you done anything to strengthen your yourself as an actress yeah i have you know i have um so many uh people that i've worked with that voiceover coaches and directors that are here in in hollywood um and i really listen 
and worked with some amazing voice directors that I'd listen to the way they directed the voice uh, talent so that then I would go and I would practice that. When we did season 10 of Red vs. Blue, um, that was I went to Texas, and that's when they asked me to move and, and produce it. And we created a CG pipeline, and everything was 3D. Um, but I was like, you know what? I want to be the best on text this year. Like, I really wanted to. And so I kind of studied. You know, I really did. And yeah. I practiced. And I felt like I think this. I think it was like my best season as a voice actress. Like, I felt finally after 10 years, okay. <laughs> like, I might know a little bit yes, about this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and totally. I have, I'm really good at helping other people. I have a lot of friends that, um, you know, they want me to help with their reels, their voice reels. And uh, and I love doing that because now there's this this knowledge that's in my head that just spills out. I'm kind of like, where did that come from? Oh, well, yeah, you've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, right, right. You're <laughs> you finally know? a subject matter expert. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Totally. Right. It's, I got the cane, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's a good, it's a good feeling though. So it's now it's, for me now, it's more about giving back, but I am doing a voice in a new project. Oh, dun, can dun, you talk dun. about it? What is this new project you speak of? Well, I'm excited because um, once again, uh, I was asked, uh, a colleague of mine, he is uh, works and he has a website, he's a visual effects artist and supervisor, okay. amazing man, Tommy Williams. And um, he has his own show called The Brick Nerd. He's a Lego aficionado, this man. So uh, he did a Batman versus Superman, and you can find it on the internet, um, stop motion with Legos. Where, where can people find it? What should they be looking for well, specifically? You know Stop motion? Bricknerd.com. Okay. Or Bricknerd is the YouTube channel. Perfect. Um, and, uh, or, you know, type in the stop motion Batman versus Superman. So he, uh, it's going to be an episodic. So he called me up and he said, all right, um, I, we're going to, the next episode will have the Justice League coming in and I would love for you to do Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm like, I'm it. All, right. all right. Once again, yep. you know, I'm like, okay, tough chick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? I got this. Uh-huh. I got this. Well, so, so now are you, are you like, are you a big DC fan or you are like, is that a character you're normally just drawn to anyway? I you... loved Wonder Woman. All right. I was, I, you know, this ages me, but I watched it. Remember Linda Carter was the Wonder Woman back when I was a kid. Sure, sure. Um, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you know, that's. That's who I want right, to be. Right, Again, yeah, totally. inspired yes, my whole wanting these, to be a tough chick. All right. So, um, so I'm really excited about that. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like Red versus Blue. We took Halo and turned it into a show. And my gosh, well, look at where Rooster Teeth is now. Right. It's a, con- you know, conglomerate now. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but it's like these little, you know, here's this person and he's starting something again from something that's already out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's going to have legs and I think it's really going to, you know, take off. And I'd love to, you know, I wanted to do voices for games, but I was so busy producing. I couldn't find, you know, I didn't get an agent to like put me out on. Right. Right. Yeah, it right. Yep. You know what yeah, I mean? I do. And people think it's so funny. You know, people think, oh, you've done so much. Well, you can just walk in and get a job anywhere, but it's, you still have to go through the channels. It's yeah, it still, doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? You still have to have the agent. You still have to do the auditions and all that. Right. You know, so, but, um, uh, 
Halo, whatever, if you need a voice. Uh, <laughs> the next Halo one. Halo 5, hey, Guardians. I'm there. Out. Yes, absolutely. You kill. I know, right? Well, you know, it's funny, it's funny that you, you mentioned kind of wanting to do voices in games. Um, you know, like I, I host a gaming podcast called Pixel by Pixel, and I'll, you know, I happen to ask of some of our listeners, and a lot of people wanted to know just what is your relationship to Halo kind of before the, the red versus blue? You know, oh. Are you still playing Halo? And outside of that, like what other games are you, what other games are you playing? Well, because I have a son who is 24 now. Okay. So he grew up. I mean, I he had the Xbox. So sure. I knew of Halo before because I was buying the games for my son. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had Nintendo 64. I played Mario, played all of that, played the GoldenEye. I mean, that was, you uh, know. GoldenEye and Golden yeah. Gun. Yeah, were, were, you, right? were you good at Golden Gun? Go- no. no. GoldenEye made me sick. I mean, it was because. You were just motion sick. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I can't play uh. this. But um, so I did get into, to watch, I was watching my son. Probably more so to see what the content was and was it appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like a good mother should. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well uh, Grand Theft Auto what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it was, uh, so I knew of it. And um, and yes, I, I, I have Xbox Live. I suck. But, you know. I, it's, o- it's overrated being a good gamer as far as I'm concerned. I'm one of those campers. I'm a camper. I was like, I would sit. And it's a legitimate by. strategy. You're damn yeah. right it is. You're damn right it is. Right. So, so. you know, and I, and, and, but one thing that I love, I like getting on and I love hearing all the kids. Um, sometimes I get a little like, I think you better not be saying what you're saying. Like, <laughs> no. These kids, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I need to be a parent as I'm listening to them argue. Racist, misogynistic, oh homophobes. Like, oh, I was so surprised terrible. to hear that you said that you enjoy hearing. It's my least favorite. But I, I enjoy playing From online. the standpoint of wanting to get in. Because here's what happens. When they find out that I'm texting on that person, then all oh. of a sudden it's a whole different ballgame. Di- well, you'd be terrified of text. Yeah. Text could beat any of them up. Right. I could yeah. go and hit them in the balls. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have tolerance. Here's what I want to do. I want to show. This is what I want to do. I want to have a show where I go to these houses of these kids that talk the way they do Beautiful. and knock on their doors and be like, I'm sorry, I'm the internet police. What the heck do you think you're saying? And you know, and then Absolutely. when they're seven, I go to their parents and say, what the heck are you doing letting them play this? I think you, and, I think you right? record it, you show up, you play it for the yes, parents yes, right? exactly. and make that kid explain to his parents what those words even mean. I, I totally agree. Awesome. I totally agree. That's a reality show right there. I want I, it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I we're, giving wa- away, we're giving away. I'm not away a gold. reality fan, but I would watch that TV 100% program, right? I would watch <laughs> Could you that. Imagine, can you imagine their faces? No, yeah, completely. Although I would... Prerequisite before I watch, you have to kick down the door every I would in a heart. Oh, yeah, there we yes. go. I like it. Like, then, like um, transporter when he goes up and knocks the. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. All right. I'm right there. Me and Jason Stratham. Yeah. I, I like I it. I definitely would watch that show. <laughs> that would be the best. Do you, do you trash talk when you play games? Oh, I mean, no. like in a friendly way, like none of this racist, misogynistic <laughs> way, but are you like, well, you got destroyed on that one. You're like, well, King's I, English. You know just, what? I'd probably be like, that's really poo poo, or that's really, you know, I don't say that, you know, I'm not. Good on you. All right. Yeah. I, I say silly words. My boyfriend makes fun of me because he, he'll be like, that's poopy, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's it's poopy. Not There's nothing wrong with keeping talk. it classy. I would, I would agree. I yeah. would agree. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. more, it's, an, it's more of an art that way. Right. There exactly. You well, you mentioned a little earlier about the just the way, you know, this thing started out for fun and then it just exploded. We had a question from Twitter, uh, at, uh, at RT underscore Watson Zek, wanted to know, as somebody who's worked in animation for a while, how do you see Ruby growing over the next few years, both the show and the fan base? Great question. It is a great question. You know, um, the first season I had the pleasure of producing, and then this the season two was produced by somebody else. But I, I still have, there's a sense 
sense of it's not ownership, but owner, you know, it's like okay, you start something and you create a pipeline, and it's a feel good feeling when you, you see sure? things come to fruition, Absolutely. and you also see it be successful. Yeah, um, I think, and I'm really happy to see that they're doing more of the toys. Because I just think that I think it can be so much bigger internationally. I hope to see mm-hmm. that it goes international even more so. Um, there's I, a movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, if I were them, I'd yep. be like, let's exactly. write that movie. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And even though we, you know, they cut it together, and it is kind of like a season one movie or you know chapter yeah. and all that kind of. It's still. Um, I think that it has tons and tons of growth because. Each of those pods, I like to call them the pods of, you know, you get the ruby and the the, the different foursomes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, they all have their backstory and they all have their mystical, magical, and I don't know. I just feel like they can really take it. And I hope they're able to, you know, I mean, I, I hope that they're able to, you know, take it and, and make it better with each iteration. You know, like if you look at season one of RVB, and of course we had to use just the red versus, or I'm sorry, Halo one, you know, the beginning yeah. Halo, that looked pretty antiquated compared to what you see now. And I think with the animation with Ruby, with each season, you can upgrade, make things a little bit better, make things a little sharper. You know, I mean, production pipelines and production time and trying to, to make a deadline always puts a kibosh on the creative person who wants to put a little bit more. Yeah, right? absolutely. So I think that, you know, I think with each season, I, you know, I hope to see that they're able to put a little bit more polish and, you know, make it just a little bit, just that little bit better, honestly. But I think, I think they're doing a great job, really. Yeah. You, uh, what would you like to see from Glinda in the future? I know I that. like world domination. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, you know, I, me personally, just you know, and Kathleen speaking with ego, it'd be fun to see her. You know, get more involved in teaching the, you know, the the cast, meaning the characters on the show, um, more of her backstory and maybe yeah. more of how she got to where she was and more of her mystical. You know what what she's able to do as a huntress and yeah. you know what I mean. Kind of kind of bring them down that side of things a little bit. Um, and I'd like her to have a romantic partner. All right. Any okay. uh, I like. any anybody <laughs> in particular casting. you have in mind? Like Ironwood, Oswald. I was. He's pretty cute. You know, I, I, I like. Sure. I like yeah. the silver. So yeah, you know, I think um, you know. Hey, you got to have a little bit of. You know, well, it of. sounded like they had history together. Oh, they too. definitely. So we need to follow that up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I like you it. Know? I like it. Yeah, I think that you know. Ironwood wants to see her in her bathing suit. Yes, think, all remember, that yes, fan art. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> which we got a lot of that, but. um no, I, I think that there's, you know, she has a lot of a lot of education. She's going to teach the crews, so hopefully it'll go down that road. But you know what? You know, maybe um, we don't know. You know, I mean, she might take a cyanide pill and then be done, and that would be oh, really no, sad. That would I be know. awful. It'd be terrible. I agree. I agree. I just there aren't words. That is terrible. That is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. No. No. I don't. But she I, wouldn't go out that way. Is my point. No. Like, she'd no, go no. down swinging. I agree. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right there. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah. But she, you know, she's a beautiful character, and I love the way they made her, and I think she's, you know, I, I like her a lot. I do. Well, so the, like the lines you talk to me about, I think voiceover stuff just fascinates me. So talk to me a little bit about, say, like you've been doing text for all these years, the very beloved yeah. character. That entire <laughs> fan base loves text. I don't, yeah. e- I don't even trust somebody that doesn't like text. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, there's I'm something wrong with yeah, them. Yeah, no, right? totally. <laughs> so it's this very beloved, and I feel like obviously you relate to that character yeah. in a big, big way. Like yeah. you want to emulate that tough chick. Like what was it like to go to Glenda, right? Like because that's the lion's share of your experience and now you've got a very unique, powerful, intelligent I mean there's some some in a Venn diagram of traits, there's a lot of overlap, but what was it you know, what was it like for you to shift 
shift gears. Um, I was really excited. I mean, when I talked to Monty about it and he explained to me what this character and what, who she was like. And I, cause I said to him, I don't want to be, I don't want it to be text. I don't want it to be right. just the same character and to have a softer feminine badass woman. Sure. Right. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And so, um, it was, I was really, I was really excited and I took it so, so serious. I mean, I auditioned, you know, I, yeah. it's, you know, it wasn't like, oh, it's a given. I mean, I'm sure that they were being nice too, but you know, it's like, I wanted to make sure I got, gave them what they wanted. And they, we went through a lot of different, uh, sounds and ages. So, you know, sounding a little older, sound a little hot, you softer, what, you know, to really nail what she, what she was. And it was great to have a visual of her too. And that's what, Oh, I believe it. Right. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. If you have that. And we used to do that with, um, we'd have actors come in and we'd always bring the artwork for their character. Cause it's inspirational. You look at it and you kind of start feeling like, what know? does the sound like? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Who is she? What is she all about? So I really, um, wanted to, understand her and and give them something that um was right on you know it's exactly what they wanted it's and so i i feel really good about it in this season i loved it you know i was at uh the alamo and they had the uh the live screening i don't yeah right yeah and so that was really exciting because you know i do the i did all the voiceover in one sitting so to go and then see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. And be like, oh, wow, that's me. Oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> me surprising yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, yeah. Oh, I, oh, that, that I pulled that one okay. off. All right, yeah, exactly. You know, and so it was, uh, it was a pleasure. To, and it was fun. I was real excited about it. And it must be really validating, too, because everything goes up online. And it must be a completely different experience to actually hear an audience laugh when they're supposed oh, to laugh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. When yes. It was cheer. great. And that's the best way, you know. And I keep, uh, we did something and I, I and I'm sure they'll be able to do more of this because now we're in a bigger place but for season 10 of RVB we did the table read yeah and that was awesome because you know it, it, we we were never able to do the recordings with all the actors together because we didn't have the space but when I was recording out here and we would sit. You guys remember Earthworm Jim? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm yes. sitting in the recording studio, and there was probably I want to say maybe 20 actors because everybody and they would do a whole episode. They would record. So you're almost like listening to a radio show, right? And these actors, when you have them all in a room, and there are comedians like Jim Cummings was in that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're laughing. You get a different. Read. There's an energy, energy right? Yeah, yes. complete. You're playing off of each other. There's and I, a chemistry, a total chemistry. Yep. And I saw one of the people had asked, and Shannon had written um, Twitter. You know, no, we all record separately. And, and I'm thinking, you know, down the line, hopefully they'll be able to record together because you get a different acting experience sure. from the actors. Yeah, you know, it's a lot more uh, reactive as opposed to okay, well, how did they read? You know, what was how am I going into this? So, yeah. um, it's 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 really exciting to do it all together. But well, I want to go back and ask about the audience thing. When you were talking about that showing and like being in that room, right? Like, yeah, we had a great question. Um, Nathaniel Kramer on Twitter was asking about specifically what are the differences that you've perceived in the fan base? Because I'm relatively new. Like, I'm, I've been I'm a long time red versus blue guy, oh, okay. long time, and so but never engaged with the community in any capacity. Ruby's I just his first anime. I, yeah, I Ruby was that. the very first anime I ever I, watched. I think it's a lot of first people's anime. It, it's super accessible, so I would recommend. I've recommended it several times for people that are looking into getting into it. But like, what I didn't realize, just being really obtusely focused on Red Blue, was just how amazing that community is. It's Everybody, yeah. not in Red versus Blue, Red versus Blue, but also just all of Rooster Teeth. Yeah. But there's got to be like a bit of a distinction between those two communities. You know, what has it been for you? What have you? What have you noticed? Well, I'll tell you the um, the community is what. 
I have, that's been what I've enjoyed the most. Like it, it, for me and all of the, the work that I've done there, I, it's all for the, the community. Yeah. Full on. So we, here's the thing too. I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I think that like a lot of people say things like that and mm-hmm. you get this sense from everybody at Rooster Teeth that, that they believe that it's authentic when they say that. Yeah. Whereas you hear companies say, you know, oh, we do it for the <laughs> fans. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You do. Right. I mean, by fans, you mean the, the money. And, but right. I always believe that when, when you guys articulate as much. It was, I'll say the red versus blue, blue fan base mm-hmm. and the beginning of when we first had the website, um, the loyalty, is amazing. I mean, I have people that have gotten married and have kids that I've followed all since they were 15 years old. And now they're 20, you know, whatever, five or whatever. Yeah. So, um, it's changing. It's changing because it's a lot more, um, mainstream now. Like it's, it's blown up, right? right? So there's the diehard fans from way back that it might be too much for them now. Like it's like, you know what? You guys are going too mainstream. And, and I hear that from them and it's like, it's okay. I understand that. But the Ruby community is bringing it back to kind of that, um, smaller, yeah. not smaller, but you know, um, loyal focused on the product. Yeah. And, and how, and, and enjoying and, and the fan and making things up and following every little sure. thing. So it reminds me a lot of beginning of the red versus blue, but then there's so much of the live action. There's so much more now that they offer. So, um, you know, I think the fan base is growing. I w- I don't know them all as well as I did. You know, I mean, yeah. back in the day, I would, uh, sit for hours at my computer and write everybody. And, uh, and, and I kept that dialogue and that was, and I'm glad I did, you know, I kind of became known as the mother of Rooster Teeth and of the website and of the community. And I enjoy that, you know what Just I mean? Just interacting That's, on the forums or these emails? Or emails. Like, hey, oh, oh, so cool. oh my gosh. There's, um, there's so many things that, you know, I, I mean, I would reach out to kids when they were, you know, would write me and say that they've had some, ma- like they're depressed or whatever. And I say, give me your telephone. I'm calling you right now. Like if they had real issues that I could yeah. sense, you know? And so, and that was when I was able to do that. You know, there wasn't. Right, right. You <laughs> so had the bandwidth. Many, right, be, yeah. right, yeah. So, um, so I'm still, with social media, I'm still really involved in all, a lot of everybody's lives. And I, you know, and I, when people email me, I, it might take a couple of weeks, but I will always email back um, and answer their questions. And I have a lot of kids that write for, you know, they want help with, you know, teenagers be, it's hard Absolutely. in this time. Totally. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's a lot different than, than when I was in school. And so, um, you know, just to be kind of that role model or that person to help them, you know, say, Hey, this is a tough patch, but you're going to get through it. So, yeah. but, um, I think the, the community is, it's pretty darn loyal. And that's why I love to go into the fan events because, oh, I can imagine, you know, it was just, you know, you go and it's everybody's there and, and it wasn't so much, I mean, they were there to see us, but they were also there for the camaraderie of all the people that were there. Yeah. You, you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. So, which made you feel good because you almost feel funny when people, you have, you know, 200 people and they're looking at you. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. It's like, let me do my song and dance. Can we, you know, so anyways, but yeah, I, that's my, my favorite is definitely the community. And well, and, and just, um, talking about the community, you've actually, I, one of the hats that you wear, if I can use the word, is humanitarian. You've taken a lot of steps to just kind of not only make the community yeah. a better place, but encourage people to make their world a better place. Yeah. It, that's something I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I, in, you know, um, I always would like to think that the people that are at Rooster Teeth, you know, have kind of taken my cue to do more of that. I mean, Jack does great stuff with Achievement Hunter. If you have a platform, use it. 
And I, you know, I love to see mm-hmm. when he does a uh, child's play and, you know, all of, it, it's, it makes me so happy to yeah. see that they're doing more of that. Um, but that's what I want to get more into in my own life, like is doing more for others and, and just kind of making that message. It's like, this is what we need to be doing. It's time, you know, cause the world is like, you know, <laughs> like what's going on out if there nothing world? nothing else, that's the quote of this. The world is like, oh, <laughs> totally. No, I love, I, I love that. I like, talk to me a little bit about, you know, um, in, in in knowing that we were going to connect a little bit, I saw your website and I saw the Good Deed program. Mm. It was something that I wasn't really close, wasn't familiar with at all and found it incredibly inspiring. So could you talk to us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so in 2005, ooh, I got this weird tick on. I might make some weird faces. Please do. <laughs> um, gives people an incentive to, <laughs> those people listening on iTunes, it'll give them an incentive to check it out on, on YouTube because they're going to want to see... We are streaming live on YouTube, we are, actually, and we are keeping an eye on our phones. You can use the uh, Ruby hashtag, Ruby After Buzz hashtag that we were using during the after show, RWBYABTV on Twitter. We, and That's we're a all... mouthful. I think you nailed it. <laughs> it helps when I can read it. It was impressive. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a moment to talk about our YouTube watchers. Yes, and Stephen is keeping an eye on the live chat. I love I that. am. Kathleen, is there a possibility that you might voice a new character in the next season of Red vs. Blue by Midnight Shade? You know what? I would love that. Um, well, I'd love for Tex to come back. Are you kidding me? I keep saying, hey, nobody really ever dies in animation. So, you know, and she died like five times way before she actually died. So it's kind of <laughs> like, can we just, you know, cut to the chase? Uh, they're creative people. I feel like we can come up with a way to yeah. bring Tex back. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, it's all up to the guys. And, um, you know, I, I'm at a place where I'm not going to push for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I let them, they do the, they do what they need to right. do. Yep. Um, but uh, going back to the good deeds, back when we... We first started the website we had uh icon uh, me- uh awards uh you know so profiles on your profile if you had awards from the staff so there was like maybe seven or eight awards that you could have on your profile you had to get them from the staff members and the kids all said hey how do i get your award and i thought way back then i want something that's meaningful right sure, yeah. and so i said okay here's the deal go out in the world not on the internet do a good deed, you know, and come back and tell me and um, and then you'll get your, you know. And kids, if people were saying, well, if I do a good deed, it's supposed to be anonymous, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, I'm not going to tell anybody you did it. <laughs> right. This is just between you and I. Yeah. Well, oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, I have thousands upon thousands that of all these. I've saved so many. I, You know, I mean, so many I couldn't save. That but so cool. Um, and it was amazing because just to have these kids think about it. And then they would send more. It wasn't just one. Now it's like it was on their mind. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this nice thing for this person. And some of the conventions, I'd have teachers or parents come up and say, oh, my gosh, we love the Good Deed program that yeah. you're doing, you know. So um, that's something that I will continue on my own. That's It's on my website. Right. But, you know, there's things that I'd like more to do with that. And I liked telling, you know, I did it for a while last year. I did some YouTube um and I was reading them, but I would I would have like the military good deeds. I have like good deeds that had to do with Christmas. Very cool. But the military, I mean, these people, gosh, the stuff that they do in Afghanistan, you know, yeah. they're helping. Like, there's a little kid, and the kid's you know scared, so they went and they helped the little, you know the child. They're trying to bring some kind of peace between hate and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the countries yeah. and stuff. And I'm thinking, man, this is what that's what it's all about. And I just wish there was an entertaining way. To let people know of these good deeds. Because, you know, I mean, it's 
I hate to say it, but sex and death and rock and roll are the ones that everybody wants to hear about. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. So, um, so, anyways, that's that's it. We'll see how that you know. We'll see how to make it out there. I love it. You no, know, it's Good. inspiring. And we can talk off mic at some point. I want to help further that program. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think it's incredibly Good. cool. I, I'd like to see you go to schools. Like I'd like to create something where we bring in into high schools, absolutely junior highs, and just start, or even grammar schools. You know, um, and some kind of a award type of thing. You know, you get books or you get. And that's a whole other thing, education. Like, let's yeah. get them off the internet. Like, let's have, you know, real live games. Let's yeah. get back to the tactile, like, you know, just playing hide-and-go-seek. Let's get kids being kids again as get opposed to... Get them out to, into the world to do some Yes. Bed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Find so. a way to gamify it. I'm on board. Well, I, I definitely... <laughs> so, like, of, you said you've received just thousands of these. Are there oh, any gosh, particular yeah. ones that stand out? Any one that you could share? Gosh, they're so... Okay, I'm, sure, just, I'm sure there's tons. I hate to put you on the spot, but no, I just... I, I think it's such a cool program. No, it's well, fantastic. Well, you know, it would... There, they would span from say somebody writing saying oh i was going to the grocery store and i saw this old person and they were trying to get stuff you know their groceries out so i went up and i helped them and they offered me money and i said no and they said wow that's really you know that's like from yeah. a simple thing sure to something that was like super involved and yeah and i'm not going to be able to think of you know on the spot but where they took the initiative at their school to do some type of fundraiser that wound up raising money. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. took it to the next level right. of the good deed and incorporated a lot of other people and then said, oh, and we were able to raise this amount of money for, you know, whatever project. But I'll give you, here's what really got me to cry. Last, last Christmas before, um, it was last September, my, my love and joy, my dog, Pearl, she's an Italian greyhound, passed away. I had to put her down. And it was devastating. Oh. And so these, I had her for 11 years. So all the fans knew of Pearl. Okay. So you know what they did? I get a card and one of the fans, and I got goosebumps, had got all these other fans and they donated money to the Italian Greyhound Rescue in Pearl's name. That is so oh great. Oh, it was like, I don't so know, $160 great. or something. And I'm like, I told, I, I did a video opening the car. I said, I was crying. Like, you guys are beautiful. Like, Thank you. Like, wow. You know what I mean? So that was, you know, that touched my life and it was, you know, it was heartfelt. Thank so. you for sharing. Like, I know we were joking a little bit about the racism and the misogyny on the <laughs> internet. Like, you know, there's so much vitriol and anger on the internet as a whole. And so I love that, that it's my actual takeaway is going to be, if you have a platform, use it. And I, right. I just applaud you personally for, Aww, you know, taking that initiative thanks. and spreading a little bit of good, right? Doing, right. Doing some, putting good out of the yes, world. Yes. Totally. If we could just do that each day a little bit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So challenge issued. Everybody yes, watching, yes, challenge yes. issued. Do one good deed by the end of the day. And if you don't, I'll come and I'll get you in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. That. It's good yeah. deed or you're getting smacked in the exactly. balls. I appreciate exactly. that. And you know that kids ask me to do that. You know they ask me to hit them in the balls. I've heard about that. I've heard they that at conventions oh. that they, they ask you to take pictures of you punching oh, yeah. them in the balls. I mean, balls. On, on YouTube, <laughs> I was, I'm in Canada. I mean, I think I hit 100 balls. We lined them up. You should see a video. I'm going down the row. And these kids are all like, oh, you know, and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh. Hey, Australia. I went, you know, this kid in front of the audience, he's like, oh, I got a question, Kathleen. Can you hit me in the balls? I'm like, okay, come on up. So he I mean, comes yeah. up and I just leaned in. And I said, all right, dude, this is make it look good. <laughs> and that kid, he was a good actor because I just went, oh, and he was all like, ah, he fell and he's holding his legs, you know, it's just like, wow, this is great. But <laughs> I told him at RTX, I wanted to do like the world record of hitting balls. Let's like, line them up. Let's totally. do, get, get right? us out there, certify it. I, I know. like it. Yeah, I, like I it. think it would be pretty cool. Well, just talking about the conventions, do you have a favorite con experience? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I know that's so like many children. So, so many con. Okay. Well, one really great experience was actually we went to 
Sundance. We got to go to Sundance <gasps> two oh, years cool. in a row. Nice. Yeah. And the first year, um, oh, let's, okay, let's talk about, we'll talk briefly about both years. But the first year, so it's like Bernie, Matt, Gus, me, Jeff, and then, and Joel. Okay, so we go to Sundance. And so then Jeff was married and um, let's see who else was. Bernie was married. Matt was married. And they, this, a couple of them brought their wives. Um, so I, we have, my aunt has a house in Utah. And so we stayed at this house and it had double, you know, upstairs, downstairs, and they weren't there. So we had the whole house and we had people coming in from, uh, like Bungie and all different places. And so people were staying with us, but we would go and people would party and whatever. And I had my own room downstairs. And so they were all like, oh, we're going to go into town. We're going to party. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, okay, y'all have some fun. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm locking my door. And, and, Smart. right. And so the, Smart. I, they get back and it must have been like three in the morning. And I can hear all these little turds outside <laughs> my door, like drunk, going, they're like, on, oh my God, she locked it. She locked her door. I don't know. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, you guys are crazy. Right. Yeah. So that was our first year experience and it was really fun. We had a lot of fun and we had Matt was, uh, we had the armor, the red and versus blue, you know, the Master Chief yeah. armor. And so I remember, so Matt, oh, this was the other thing. Um, we had to buy, we had to go to Home Depot and buy black caulking. Okay. okay, black caulking. Yep. So you got to be real careful. Oh, you do. You see, I, I, I noticed how you leaned into that L. Yes. So, yeah. So they, you know, of course they put me up to the, you know, the task of asking the guy where the black caulking was because I didn't know the L really needed to be there. Sure. So the guy's face, when I'm asking for black you know, was kind of like. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you guys uh, are here, but I think you're Stephen at the wrong in the store. <laughs> booth is yeah. laughing. Yeah, yeah. Put this sucker up. Put Kathleen up to that one. She'll never know the difference. Yeah. So <laughs> I soon learned quickly to put that L in there because. Uh, so that was a uh, that was the first year. The second year, uh, we went and we it was eleven guys because we had a couple other filmmaker brothers that stayed in this condominium. We got a condominium right in the, in the town, Sundance Town. And we get there, and it's I was the only woman. And so it was like, okay, well, where's everybody going to sleep? Well, the married guys obviously had to have their own room, whatever, um, even though the wives weren't there. And so who was left was me and Gus. And there was one room with one big, giant bed. <laughs> and so Gus wasn't married at the time. And, you know, I, w- and I, was, I was like, it's like brother and sister. I said, yeah. dude, you just stay on your yeah. side. I'll stay on my side. And uh, so, okay, and one night... You know, surprise, surprise, they went out and got drunk. And we all did. We did a lot back in the day. And uh, so they, so I'm in bed sleeping and I hear, and I'll, I hear the door open and it was kind of like this, just this alcohol smell. Yeah. You know what I mean? When somebody's been drinking a lot. Oh yeah. And I could hear Gus coming. I'm thinking, oh my God, I can never <laughs> sleep if I smell that all night. But you know what? He was the nicest guy. He comes in, he gets his pillow, gets a blanket, and he went and slept in the bathroom in the bathtub. Oh. Yeah. So, and that was the night that he, uh, these people that were staying in the condominium, we didn't know, had made a snowman. Okay. And he went and peed on the snowman. <laughs> and they're like, Lord. what are you? You know, are you a creator or a destroyer? There's a shirt. There's all kinds of stuff. He's like, I'm a destroyer. You know, and I don't know. It was just, but we, we had, and we, we did, um, we found, we went to the store and we got sleds, just, you know, the cheapy ones. And we walked up, um, a ski, you know, hill after it was closed at night. That sounds really terrifying. stupid, right? <laughs> and like, woo! 
ah, you know, I'm thinking, you know, there's there's trees. Like, Nobody broke their neck. I'm surprised, but um, <laughs> but it was the best times. Like, you know, and that's it, it's funny. I I know they got mad because I when they got acquired and I said, oh, it'll never be the same. It's not that I mean it in a bad way. It's that when we all started and it was just like seven yeah. or eight of us, um, that feeling it was family. You know, it's like we would sit at uh, yeah. dinner in you know Sundance or wherever else. We were in Australia and it was just us guys and. You know, we used to cheers the internet, you know, yeah. and, um, and it was, it's family. Like when it's small like that and it's okay that it grows, but it was really, it was really great. But man, and I love doing the conventions with Gav. Gav was like my son. I mean, he was probably almost the same age as my son. And we did, um, God, we would go like every weekend. I remember one month, three weekends, we flew to different locales to do the conventions. And it was just, I mean, it was just so a blast. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I mean. What's kind of live? Like, hey, I'm going to this place. I'm going to Canada. I'm going to Australia. Yeah. You know, I loved Australia. It was really, that was a really great, <laughs> that was a great time too. But it's, uh, and it's kind of surreal. You go into those environments and you have, you know, hundreds of people and they're all like, ah, you know, and then you leave and you go home and you got your mom saying, your room's a mess or yeah. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, so it's just been, it's been the most, uh, the best time. Yeah. You know, and it was nice that it was peppered in. I got to do it while I was still producing in, in Hollywood, you know? So, right, right, right. And that's like, that was kind of a cool thing. And I would use that, I'd tout that over the people's heads that I was working with. You know, I'm really a big person. Well, <laughs> kind of a big deal. I don't know. No. nice to me. Say, you know. <laughs> I'm punching balls in Hollywood, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, right? Yeah. I think it's great that you play a freelancer and that you're actually a freelancer in I know, it is. Isn't that funny? It's true. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of ironic that way. Again, that's what I'm saying. Part of my brain's got the tech still in there, but <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, I let you know. And you were asking earlier about like Tex and Glinda and yeah. my the 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 how I feel about them. And it's Tex will always be my awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like absolutely. that was it, that's just it. That was it. And I mean, Glenda's wonderful. And I, and I think she's beautiful, but Tex is Tex. And it cracks me up when people, they'll write me, well, if Glenda and Tex got in a fight, who would win? <laughs> well, since it's both me. Well, that was half my Twitter questions. That was I the know. next 20 I, I was going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, I mean, God, I tell you, it's like, I don't, I just feel, I, I just feel like it would be, I feel unfaithful calling one out, right? No, like, totally. Yeah. 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 It all depends. I mean, you know, I mean, Glenda's got mystical things and texas just just text yeah, yeah i mean you know, if, she, if she got the first punch boom glinda game but over. if she was walking up and glinda did the swirl and iced her and with the you know <laughs> i mean that's it so yeah i feel like we need it, to see this it happen. could go either way <laughs> yeah, for, yeah for sure monty get on animating back. I, we need to choreograph a fight out. scene right <laughs> now you know that's funny i'm sure tex will always be a real soft spot in your heart because in yeah. perpetuity all of like those memories you're talking about of the cons will always kind of exactly. be tied to that right to that voice and that character yeah right. really cool well, talking about fun times we have a question from Neria on twitter uh just uh, obviously it's it's not as much fun when you have like the table read is it's a really great mm. experience but when you're in the booth what has been your favorite mm. set of bloopers oh my god for me or for anybody else i'll tell yes. you who's really oh. funny yes. okay <laughs> uh who's really really funny uh matt does hilarious bloopers with sarge <laughs> um, oh, i believe it and, and, I believe and it. he's always been actually he was my favorite character sarge because he was so different than who Matt is. Like everybody, you know, Joel was, you know, kind of like Joel in his own way, you know. And then Jason sounds like Jason and, and Dan sounded like Dan. And, you know, and I sound like Texas. I just kind of went a little lower. 
but Matt had to do the voice, you know, the different sounds the or whatever. mythical creature. <laughs> you know? And he had so many fun characters. And then, of course, Bernie has great outtakes. Yeah. You know? Um, but Jason had great outtakes because he was the bow chicka bow wow. And I mean, <laughs> he took everything to that place, you know? Um, for me, you know, I would, here's the thing. Tex was always the deadpan. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like. the straight man. You know, I would say. I feel weird saying the F word, even though it's on the web that we're saying. But like, you know, if I drop, I would drop the F bomb or something and the guys would laugh. You know what I mean? I could just, you know, I'd throw that out there a lot. But um, when we had the the big fight scene, uh, let's see, it was actually, it was the ending, um, the ice, the ice scene and she's meta and she's, you know, fighting that whole thing. And they said, hey, we need you to do um, all the sound for her. And I was like, oh, you guys, I said, it's all fighting. I said, well, I don't want you, cause I get all fight. I get, I fight. Like I do the moves in the, the booth the to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I boy, 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 yeah. I'm all like, I'm doing the kicks. And so I said, okay, here's the deal. You just, you guys hit the record button and leave the room. <laughs> and so that's what they did. And I'm in there and I mean, I'm working up a sweat. Yeah. And I, and then they wound up not even using any of them, I think, cause the music <laughs> was so loud over text. But I mean, I was just like, oh yeah, I'll make this so good. Cause I was watching it. So right, it's like right. I was doing ADR to it. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. So that's, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit better at Glinda with doing outtakes. I think for some reason, I don't know, because she's has a little bit more, you know, a little more the mystique or the silliness, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very proper, right? She so when she, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. So if I take her a whole different way, they laugh. Yeah. Because you can't, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's, uh, and I'm getting a little bit better at doing that stuff. But, um, yeah, no, it's, and it's funny. Ironically, on season 11, you know, my son got to come out and he was, um, he interned for a summer. Cool. Like this past summer, the summer. Very before. cool. And he was, and it was great because he got a taste of everything. And Miles was really wonderful. Miles, uh, had him do all of, um, uh, the outtakes. And, and so Tyler, my son, went through and picked the different bloopers. Yeah. And then he actually did all the machinima. And, you know, oh, compi- yeah, oh, I was really, I was really proud of him. So yeah, season 11, Tyler Yanelli, and he did, he got to do all that. And, you know, it's pretty cool. And- so people who go and watch the blooper reel on the DVD and Blu-ray, yeah, that was his. Yeah, my, that's my son's. Yeah, which is so cool. He works for Apple now. And, um, you know, once in a while, people, he'll be chatting it up with the people. And of course, that's the environment. That's our demographic. And they'll catch wind. Oh, rooster teeth. Wait a minute. What? Your mom, what? Your mom is who? You know, that kind of thing. And so, and it was fun growing up for him because. I have no doubt. Yeah. I mean, his friends. (laughs) Completely. Your your mom's text. Mom's a rock star. Yeah. You know, so it was like, wow, I'm going over to Tyler's house and, you know, and it was, it was really, but this was, this was a funny story. He's going to hate that I tell this. So, so there was, he was a teenager. He's like, yeah, mom. He goes, Hey, I'm going to have my friends over, um, to go swimming because we have a pool. And he's like, but you know, can you not have your bathing suit on? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sweetie. Okay. I I think he just didn't want to have his friend, you know, I didn't want his friends have impure thoughts about his mother. (laughs) Totally. Kind of weird, right? People ogling your mother? Yeah, I'd have been to say that. Right, yeah. So, but uh, no, he's a great kid. And he got, oh my gosh, he, you know, he went to um, San Diego Comic-Con every year and worked the booth with us and the guys and grew up with the guys oh right and you know it's like I think Jeff was the first person to give him a vodka tonic when he was (laughs) you know I don't know 17 yeah I was like yeah 16 or something like that but um, and he just you know he loved it he loved that they talked 
the same with with him around sure. that with not. And of course, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> X-rated. What are we doing with my son? But um, no, it was really it was really a good. It was good for him. And I it was funny because you know at Comic Con they got all the booth babes mm-hmm. and. That is where I learned what hover hands are. Because my son, I'd be like, I'd go. <laughs> term I recently learned, by the way. It's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious? Yeah, can you explain it? Yes, I'll explain it. So I would find these, you know, these babes. And I'm like, go, let's go. And they get a picture with yeah. you, you know, with, with them. And he'd go in the middle and he'd have these two half, you know, dressed girls. And his hands would be four inches away from their skin and their body. Right. You know, hovering. Yeah. That's hover hands. Right. So I'm like, dude, you could get in there. Like, hold on, you know? <laughs> what oh, a no. mom. What a I mom. Know. I know. Hey, I tried. You're yeah. like a wing woman. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, I was like, you know what? It's all, it's all good, that's my son. pretty cool. Yeah. And then I had, but then as he got older, you know, if I ever call him dude, he's like, <laughs> I'm not your dude. I'm your son. I'm like you're, I know, sweetie. No, I know, but let's. We can still be dude. I love it when my mother calls me dude. Really? Yes, totally. Well, my mother's one of my best that, friends. Then. Yeah, you need to tell him that because I think because of the environment that I'm in, it's like I probably have that little bit younger right discussions yeah, sure. and, mm-hmm. and verbiage or whatever. Yeah. So I bring it home, and he's all like, "You're my mother. <laughs> I'm not your dude." I'm like, okay, all right. I love you, son. <laughs> no, I, no, not me. I love it. My, my my mother will quote stuff too that we'll have inside jokes from things that we grew up, and she doesn't even know the reference material. Like we'll quote like old Adam Sandler comedy series, oh. like the Talking Goat. We, yeah. Growing up, we'd be yeah. like, "Hey, goat!" My mother has no idea where that's from, but she says it all the time. Just that's like hilarious. Because we would say because you would say it. She's just one of us. Oh, see, I love that. That's yeah. really funny. She's rad. That's funny. I taught my mom a dirty Italian word. And she and she didn't know that's what it was, and she <laughs> says it. And just at Christmas, I heard her say it, and I was I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I taught her that like 30 years ago, and she still says the word. She doesn't entirely means, know what it means. She, no, it, it means says, shit in Italian, perfect. right? And uh, she says it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> just don't say that around any Italian people, you know. But speaking of, you know, I worked with Adam Sandler uh, last December on um, Jason Reitman's film. Which was Men, Women, and Children. Oh, which I've not seen. It's my okay. one of his only films I haven't seen. You know, How was it? What was that experience like? Well, th- the premise of the film, I was very happy that somebody was bringing it to the forefront because it's all about the demise of the nuclear family because right. of the internet and the way, you know, everything. Yeah. But um, it was amazing because we basically, my job was to um, recreate the internet in a certain, a, in a, on, a, on the computers so that the, the actors could sit and actually go to the websites and work and you know utilize the right. websites but it would never go to the world wide web because right. we had to film it you know one scene six mm-hmm. hours six different ways sure. right so um so it was really exciting because a lot of times they use green screens and he did not want to do that so i got to work with adam sandler and jennifer gardner and judy greer um and uh, dean norris and ansel Aragorn? I, I can't say it. the guy from Fault of the Stars, like this, the cutie oh. pie everybody's in love with now. And I didn't know who he was. And so I was like, okay, he's a cute kid, but you know. Um, but we actually, we got to go to, um, they they said, hey, we need, to, we got to do this, this gameplay. We don't know how we're going to film it. And I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> I got this. I got this. <laughs> and so, you know, it was great. I called Matt and said, hey, can we come? Can I bring Jason and the producer? Yeah. And we had, um, uh, the two Adams at Rooster Teeth uh, actually do all the gameplay, and and Jason was like blown away <laughs> by their ability. You know what I mean? And so we captured everything cool. that he wanted. Yeah, because all of the gameplay had to be pre-recorded, and then I had to explain to Ansel. We sat down at a computer, and I showed him 
kind of what the game and what the the fingering would be. So oh, he had it right. That was my next question. So you yeah. actually coached them on how to hold yeah, the controller? Yeah, exactly. Because he was thank playing, you. Yeah, and he, well, he was on the laptop, and I was like, you got to make sure you got your fingers right because everybody's gonna call me out on that for yeah. sure, right? Um, but it was really exciting. Adam Sandler was awesome. He was like a really, really personable guy. I mean, really? and I had to show him his his sites were porno sites. Wow. Yeah. Right. And he was so embarrassed, kind of. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't, I thought he would joke around, but he's kind of like, okay, yeah. I've right. heard he's a very sweet guy. Really sweet. Yeah. He had his dog with him, too, which was really cool. Aww. Yeah, that big old bulldog. So, and, and Jennifer Gardner was really lovely. What a sweetheart. I mean, I was just kind of like, wow, you're as nice as I thought you would be. You That's know? great. That's yeah. good to hear again no, b- positive stories about people when all yeah. you end up hearing is how everybody's terrible <laughs> how and how they're yeah, they like, like well, no. let me tell you about so and so. Well, and um, you've worked on a lot of different movies, The Iron Giant, Space yeah. Jam, as we were talking about earlier. Space Jam. <laughs> yes. What's been your favorite project to work on? And again, I know it's Ooh, like picking children, but favorite team outside of Rooster Teeth? It was Iron Giant. Was Hands it really? down, yeah. Right. I mean, we were at Warner Brothers. You know, they they did Space Jam. Then they decided they were going to do feature animation. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, Quest for Camelot. And Quest for Camelot was uh, their first real all uh, animated film. And what happened was they just, they had a whole bunch of money. And this was back in the day when there was a lot of money. And they just threw it at people you know they're like oh we're gonna get this director from this company and this vice president and this president and they had some people in the higher up that maybe just didn't manage things well and that film cost over 200 million dollars and it's a piece of doo-doo right i I shouldn't say doo-doo i mean you know a lot of people work pretty harsh yeah it's not no No, it's not okay it's it's okay i mean and it but here's the thing it took them i don't know how many years and it was um and so warner brothers got really disillusioned by spending that kind of money and having it kind of be a flop because it was a flop financially for yeah. them. But then what happened was Iron Giant was already up on the docket and got greenlit. And so literally I finished like Friday that film and went, you know, Monday to Iron Giant. And it was, um, we had, I think about 300 people. So we, we cut down the size of the crew. We no longer outsourced to England. So it was all going to be done at the studio, which makes such a big difference. Well, sure. people started, that's when you get in a groove. You know what I mean? You kind of got, everything's greased and it, it, pipelines working. Mm-hmm. And Iron Giant was just a labor of love. Brad Bird, my gosh. I mean, I've never seen a man work so hard and have so much in his head of exactly what he wanted. And I worked with the art director. And so it was great because I shadowed the art director on all of the um, approvals. And he would always do approvals with Brad. Yeah. And I mean, I was like, I want to I want to understand this process. And so I learned a lot from watching Brad and, and, and also the art director and at, uh, Alan Bodner. But um, he was just so calculated. And the funny thing about it is you become spoiled because you think that all directors should be like that. And then you work with a director who doesn't know <laughs> what his vision is. Yeah. And you're like, my God, I could do your job and yeah. then some, you know. <laughs> but um, it was amazing. And the sad thing was they didn't give Iron Giant really any type of um, uh, marketing or, you know. And, and so it came out and it did horribly. But it's a cult favorite. See what ha- you know? It, what no, I mean? it really is. Yeah, when people actually sat down and started watching it, people yeah. loved it. Yeah, and it was fun because that was the film that I wound up being the continuity um, 
person to watch and everything. You know, we would sit in what's called Sweatbox, and that's where the directors review uh, the animation, okay, rough and clean up. And so what was happening is there was clothing changes. You know, Hogarth had a couple different outfits on throughout that film. Sure. So think about you're paying an animator $5,000 a week. He works for three weeks on a scene. The scene comes to Sweatbox and Hogarth has the wrong shirt on. Oh. Yeah. And they have to send it back. All of a sudden you got some money that you yeah, get, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I did is I created this chart for the whole film and every sequence and every scene, who was in it, what the clothing was, what they, if they had watches, right. all that kind of stuff. They passed that out to the animator. So that started nipping some of it in the bud a little bit. But, um, I went to all the sweatbox and I'd be like, wrong shirt. La la la, but you know what I mean, yeah, and, they, yeah, yeah. and they were kind of like fantastic. And then there's a point in time where some things had to go through, so I could share with you. You know, there's definitely some continuity issues um, in the film, and I, you know, I love that yeah. I know it. But the one thing that was kind of crazy is Dean. There's a, a scene where Dean's looking at a paper, and he's got a, a toothpick in his mouth. Well, originally he had a cigarette in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And did I tell you guys this story? No, I don't think so. So Dean had the cigarette and what happened was in the original animation, the cigarette falls and it starts to light the paper and Dean's like, ah, ah, like this, right? Well, the Warner Brothers, the executive said, you can't have a cigarette. It's a kid movie. And it's like, oh, come on, it's a character. For right, right, right. So they said, well, it's already animated. Let's just, ch- all we have to do is change the cigarette to a toothpick. So they erased everything. They put a toothpick and they added the squirrel. The squirrel going up his leg uh-huh. was the reason why he was doing ah. this as opposed to putting oh. out a fire. Oh, gotcha. So it's like a lot of that kind of went down. A lot of that was like, oh, you know. That's and me. Vin yeah. Diesel was the voice of the giant. And it's like that was before he was anybody. Like I was like, I don't know who Vin Diesel is. Really? You know, when we first heard, I, I really didn't know who he was. And now he's Groot. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, hello, I'd like to meet you. But um, no, yeah. it was a great show. It was a great movie to work on. Someone named Doug's in the chat wants to say, can you confirm or deny a possibility for for Iron Giant 2. No, it's not, not going to happen. You know, I mean, it's like Brad, it's one of those things, I, and I think he's even said, it's just, you know, the only way it would happen is if Warner Brothers did without Brad. Right. So, you know. Well, and sometimes that's for the best. Sometimes something yeah, is better just self-contained without yep. a sequel. Right. Almost let it be. all the time. <laughs> it's like, let Amen. it be. Let it be. Yep. It's, it's icon. Sure. Yeah, You know, exactly. we don't need Iron Giant 16, the death of, you know, Hogarth, whatever, right? I you saw know, a Christmas it, Story 2 the other time for the oh, first time. Did you no. really? I didn't even know. That. I never don't. saw it. Just don't. I didn't know it was a thing. Just don't. It was a thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ugh, that sounds terrible. Where does it pick up? Does it pick up from the kid with his tongue stuck on the... I believe it picks up when when the kid's in high school. It's like uh, that loses no. a lot Just of its don't even charm. Mention right? Let's, let's stop yeah. now. Okay, yeah, moving on. <laughs> the only one that I enjoyed that I thought worked was Santa Claus, and then I liked Santa Claus too. Now the third one, I was like, what? But I did enjoy one and two, and okay. he had to go back and find a wife. I was like, oh, I really like that. It was cute. It was. It was actually a decent. <laughs> He's in love. I like that kind of stuff. So yeah. Well, actually, just since we're talking about um, different animated projects and things like that, we had one question on Twitter, Mark J Lim. Uh, if you oh, were I like given, Mark. Oh, I know yeah. who he is. Yeah, hey Mark. If, of if you, you were do. given the it. chance to voice to be a voice on any animated show, what would you like oh, to be on? That's a fantastic. I think it would be Family Guy. Who would, I would you love want to play? Me. No. No. <laughs> I think it would be fun to have like text beyond Family Guy or or some you know what I mean? Like make an appearance and wipe everybody out. In like one of those jump cut like like yes. that, that time that Tex walked in yes. the room and, yeah, and yeah. punched Gary Coleman in the balls oh, or something weird. I don't right? know. Like, yeah, Wouldn't that totally. be hilarious? Yeah. I that think, would be a great cutaway. Yeah. I'm into it. I think that'd be one of them. 
I'd like, I could do Now it. all I want from that series is to see Tex punch Peter Griffin in the face. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or, right? Or, or the chicken hires Tex, so he fights Peter Griffin for like 20 minutes. See, or I what? could do that. Yeah, I'm in, I could do yeah. that. You know, I, I uh, go into uh, some other people that I've worked with, and I'm really excited because this just came out. Uh, another friend of mine, Mark Caballero, he just, and these are people I worked with way back 20 years ago at Screen Music. His company, uh, Screen Novelties, they just did the Elf because we're thinking of sequels. He did; they did the stop motion Elf. Did mm-hmm. you guys watch it all? It was just that, on the oh, musical that one. Elf musical. Yes, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I, I did hear about it's it. It's done like the old school Rudolph stop motion. Oh, cool! Oh, and cool! It. I was so proud of him. I'm like, man, and they're so good. Their company is so good that um, you know the old Rudolph. All those puppets are pretty much gone from the Rudolph sure. or the Reindeer. But there was the family, like the grandkids. Um, of one of the creators and they had found the Santa Claus puppet like in the attic or something like wow. that. But my friend Mark, his company's so good, they commissioned his company to refurbish. He says, Kath, you know what it was like to have, you know, Santa from Rudolph in my hands? I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, that would be, you know, for me, that's, that's, that's art. That's like, you know, so I was really happy to see that they got Warner Brothers, I think, put it out, but it, it was really good. It was really good. Very cool. I like stop motion. You know, it's like a dying art kind of, but yeah, it's, very much so. I'm hoping it's kind of comes back. Same with 2D. Like I, you know, showed you 2D is an artistic, not that 3D is not, it's just you, it, you don't have anything. They're different mediums. It's different. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, I, I like hand on paper. I like the tactile. I want to touch feel. What's your favorite stop motion animated? Um, well, I, I have to be honest. It's the Christmas specials. That was my time sure, period. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like a year without a Santa Claus. Do you remember that with a Heat Miser and I'm mm-hmm. Mr. Heat Miser, I'm <laughs> Mr. Smooth. You, you guys never saw those? No, but if I don't get it from oh, that no, song, I'm definitely not getting it. I feel like I would know it. Yeah, you got to see that one. Yeah, and, and there's Heat Miser and and you know the Cool Miser or whatever. You know, so you got I'm Mr. Right. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Timberlow. Friends call me. Yeah, just keep going. I don't see a reason to cut it off. Fair enough. And then you've got uh, so then you have the year without a Santa Claus, of course Rudolph, and then the other one that I just watched the other night um, with Burgermeister Meister Burger. You know the one that doesn't. There'll be no toys in this town. So I, my boyfriend's like, oh my god, you're really old and you're watching all these shows. So, but I'm like, I will always be a kid. It's tradition. I was 16 and still typing a letter to Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is what I want, Santa. <laughs> I haven't been kissed yet, but I don't care about this thing. I really want this over here. <laughs> well, so were you, were you an, a bit? You 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 are arguably one of the queens of like ultimate nerd properties oh, yeah. how were you growing up were you a oh, nerd you were i was was athlete okay okay and i never fit into any of the groups so everybody liked me i was a class clown i was the one where you know i got up in front of this the class because i was humming zelch right i'm in the back of the class i'm humming teacher says uh it was this it was a one of those uh student teachers or the people when your teacher's gone absolutely a thank you or, uh, substitute. 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 substitute and he and turns around he's like is there humming in this class and all my friends turn around turn around turn around and i'm the last one and i turn around and then i said well yes and he's like, well what are you humming i'm like let me think mm-hmm. and i hummed it to myself and i said oh and it was some sinatra tune and he says well you know what <clears throat> If you'd like to sing at the last five minutes of class, you can come up and sing in front of everybody. I said, I'd like that. So at the last, you know, five minutes before class was sure. over, I got up there and I sang my tune and everybody clapped, you know. So I, but I was kind of a nerd. I was a Hello Kitty nerd, which I still am. Ah. Okay. If you follow oh, me at all on Twitter, see, yeah. And I have a collection that my sister is, um, you know, she, it's kind of like, <laughs> I need, I need the holiday one. I need the holiday one. <laughs> I need so, my fix. Yeah, exactly. And I have so many of those. And I'm also a Tokidoki collector. I'm a toy collector. I mean, I have, oh, yeah. yeah, I love, and they're all from animation. I've got the Iron Giant toys that Very I collected, cool. of course. I've got Toy Story 
the All first right. ones that I really love. And then Tokidoki, I love that this guy does, I have like the Barbie with the tattoos. It was mm-hmm. a collector's edition. And then I have practically every toy he's ever done. Um, and then I love Hello Kitty. Twas a Nightmare for Christmas. I have like the Jack skeleton and I have, you know, loved the collecting all of the stuff oh, from yeah, those. Yeah. Stop motion. That's probably another one of my favorites. I could see. Did you see I, Box Trolls? I didn't see that. I didn't see The commercial end almost brought me to tears. So I'd... You know what's Here's what happens. Sometimes I have a hard time watching animation because I sit and look for whatever's going. I don't. I don't sit and enjoy the show. I'm like, oh, why did they do that? Oh, that's awful. Oh, that's this. It's I hard it to turn your brain off. It is. It really is. You, you know? see the seams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I. It's. And I. My. My son. This was hilarious. Growing up, he would hate because I would point out, oh, the visual effects are bad in there. Oh, this and that. You know. Totally. And so he loved. Um, it was Pokemon. You remember Pokemon had all those movies? Mm-hmm. He says, Mom, you can even make fun of the animation if you take me to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> How sad is that? I'm like, oh, okay. They just didn't serve alcohol back then at the theater. So I was like, I don't I'll take yeah, you to Pokemon. Yeah, there were no 21 movies. Movies are showings. so much better now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure. Right. Alamo Drafthouse. But Pokemon, man, you got to be like, before you <laughs> the movies, you know? And he, yeah, Power Rangers. was like, wow. <laughs> so we only have a few minutes left. Yes. So oh, I want to do bummer. some quick rapid fire questions Ooh. from the chat roll. Okay. Do it. All right. So let's try to keep it quick answers. Uh, Brandon Coleman asked, Kathleen, if there was any other character you could have had the opportunity to voice in Ruby, who would it be? Uh, Ruby. All right. What's your favorite weapon in Ruby? Jade M asks. Oh my gosh. It's my thing. My, <laughs> the magic effects. wand. Yeah. My wand. <laughs> CM soul asks, what do you miss most from when rooster teeth was a small company? The, the camaraderie. Mm. Yeah, the closeness, the close-knit family feel. All right. Vanessa Campos says, how is it difficult, how is it different to play Tex, who is an actual mother but wasn't very motherly, to others to playing <laughs> Glinda, who isn't a mother but is very motherly in her demeanor? Well, you know what? Tex Ark got to be a mother towards the end, and that I was able to kind of express that and, you know, feel that. Um, how is it different? Uh, Glinda is just, you know, Glinda's, she's a free hot chick and, um, you know, not a mother and, uh, looking for, uh, Ironwood. So, <laughs> yeah. Paris Whitehead asks, who is the number one person you'd like to see Tex punch in the dick? Oh my gosh. Probably the, the leader of, uh, of North Korea. There we go. All right. And then the last one we have is, will there be any backstory to Linda's character in the next volume, like how she got hired or maybe the relationship she had with the Ironwood Renadog23 asks? I hope so. Yes. You know, I mean, the guys, it's all up to the guys, but it would be nice. I think it'd be fun to see what, uh, what went on. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Awesome. Can I, do we have any time to talk about? We do. Do you have upcoming projects that I, you'd like to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I worked on um, a show called The Jammies before I went and moved to Austin, Texas. And this was back in 2009. And it was a, a labor of love. And I worked with these guys. Um, they're rappers, novelist and uh, dollar. And they came, they had the idea. Um, and it's basically, it's kind of funny because it's, it's not Ruby at all, but it is four kids that are going, they're going to uh, like a arts academy for music and okay. dance, right? And so we, we started out doing 13 episodes of this and uh, there was dissension with the studio that we were working with and money problems. And so we never got to finish it. Well, cut to now, what is it, almost five years later, and they just got in contact with me and I just met with them this morning. Netflix wants, you know, to put it on uh, in February and there's talk of, you know, doing more episodes. And I'm really excited because I was really proud of it. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like 
this is Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. The mm-hmm. things get canned mm-hmm. or they get shelved. So it's called the jam, D-A- J-A-M-M-I-E-S. And it, there's little excerpts of it on YouTube if you just Google it. Um, but I, I, you know, if it gets onto Netflix, I'm definitely going to put the shout out. And it's really cute. And the music's fun. And these guys, they're all about what I like. They are rap guys. And they wanted to promote music that kids, that was lyric friendly. Oh, all right. In the yeah. rap world. And so, and, you know, the demographics and everything. So it's really, so that's coming up. And then I've got my... um Wonder Woman, uh, you know, in Batman versus Superman, and and that will be very fun. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. Yeah, so brick um, nerd, brick nerd, yeah, brick nerd, yeah, right. brick nerd. Right. and I, yeah, and I, you know, I think uh, in the next day or so on my website, I'll throw up some links so that if people want to go to it. Um, but I think 2015 is going to be a really, you know, really fun year. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, in Austin, I've had the, the opportunity to do more in front of camera stuff. I did some hosting stuff, and I, I like that. Sure. Um, and and so. You know, I, I'm one of those things where I just don't have any, I don't have limits. Like I, I I'm going for, I'll go for everything, you know, yeah. you know, it's like, there's a lot that I want to do. So, and, I like and I'm working with a couple artists and we've been making, we're doing this little, um, we have this little cartoon and it's a little parody. It's a little chibi of basically me. It was, uh, we did a, I did a caricature back, um, 10 years ago of what I thought text looked like, mm-hmm. text looked like text, text looked like. But um, the reality is, you know, it was me. It was my. So we're coming up with maybe like some little toys um, because I think I love, you know, collections. It's all, it's all, you know, right, right, what right. It's all about. Yeah. So we're we're coming up with some really cute little, little, you know, little toys and little. Well, so we'll see. Hopefully by RTX next year, I'll have some merchandise that you know will be out. But I would love to see a chibi text. How that cute would that be? Yeah. And yeah. It, the thing about it is, it won't be text because it's that's a Rooster Teeth property. Sure. So, but so what I'm going to do is incorporate the good deeds. So she's actually going to be like a superhero of good deeds. Uh, I like it. Uh, yeah. So do I. Yeah. That's very cool. So, yeah. And her sidekick is my dog Titan. So that's so there. You, you have it. It'll be a little Italian Greyhound, little chibi, and then you know. It's very pretty, cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun, huh? It's a yeah. sidekick. It's adorable. Hey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who just barks? No. I I do have one quick question, sure. just because I was curious, because when we talked to you last time, uh, you're a big Disney fan. Oh, yeah. Obviously, being a big fan of animation, yeah. favorite Disney movie? Oof. Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. Okay, wait, let me just think. I love that you mentioned that, because we talked about Disney deaths <laughs> last time, like people dying in terrible. the park. That's one of my favorite parts you know, of the entire season. Just I'm going to say the original Snow White way yeah, back. It choice. was just, you know, it was beautifully done. I mean... It's the animation and the artwork. Sure. First feature length animated movie, correct? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, that's just, it was like, uh, yeah. You know, and I remember being mesmerized when I was a kid. And you know, it's, you know, it's funny. You know, I hear all these people and they talk about, you know, the happily ever after. And oh, we should take that stuff out. And the girl, like, I never bought into that crap. Anyways, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it was, it's, it's just a fantasy. It's just fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let little girls yeah, have it's just some a little fantasy. fairy tale. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. I mean, I get it, but it's kind of like, I don't know. You know, if you teach them it's a fairy tale, then that's what it is. Right. You know, I mean, Wiley e. Coyote would throw pianos off a of cliff. Does that mean I'm going to do it? You know what I mean? They jump underneath them. Yeah, yeah pianos yeah. are heavy. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's all this, oh, kids are taking after games. Like, you know, I don't know. I. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you great. For, yeah, thank, no, you. thank you so I much. Enjoyed, for thank you. Ah, no, I've had a blast. It flew by. It did. We just started this. I know. This is I know. incredible. I well, wish we had more time, but they're yeah. going to kick us out of the studio. Yeah, we'll um, be back. Where can fans go if they want to find out more about you yes. and about your upcoming I projects? Have, uh, I have my own website, KathleenZelch.com. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at KZelch. And um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Tumblr and all of that. So, 
uh, the best place will probably be my website because I'm going to really start, you know, I'll be able to keep that up. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So right. thank you Thanks guys. Again. Absolutely. Thank you my so pleasure. much for coming in. My pleasure. Patrick, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Uh, I don't know. I'm on Twitter at P to the D's. I also host a video game podcast ostensibly. I mean, apparently we were supposed to talk about video games. I've had almost everything but video <laughs> games for the most part. Uh, I'm pixel by pixel on iTunes. And I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Thank you so much yeah, again. Thanks, thanks again. For Happy New Year. Great. Thank Happy you New for, Year. to everybody who participated in the live chat and used the Twitter hashtag. We will see you guys next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.